0: We've got a special in our back to school series going back to uh, take a look at how the summer went. We're here with John McAdams, our uh, perfect game, Northeast Cross Checker, our, our buddy from the uh, from various events during the school year. And uh, glad to take uh, some of John's time as he's going up to a, a showcase in Long Island. So we're, nope. he's not driving the car. He's in the car and he's taking <laughs> some time to uh, to talk with us about some guys who impressed him over the summer. Thanks for taking the time, John.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, talking about some of the guys in Jersey.
0: Yeah, um, and, and just so everybody knows, we're, this is not a, a any sort of perfect game rankings list. Nobody should feel slighted if we don't catch them. You know, there's some guys who are very highly ranked who, you know, either shut it down or were slow over the summer or didn't do as much. And uh, we'll just assume that they've kept their really good spots and we're not going to worry about them for the sake here. So we want to talk some guys who – you know, made an impact on what you saw this summer. And maybe the biggest name, and certainly a new one for me, because he's not, he's he's doing most of his work out of New Jersey, but Alfonso Rosario with a crazy
1: summer, and just want to talk about him a little bit. Sure. I'm special athlete, um, attending P27 Academy down in South Carolina. He's from New Newark, New Jersey, um, uh, but has been playing down there from the summer in his high school years. Goes to PG National, 101 miles an hour from the outfield, um, which would tie the record, which would later be broken um, on the same day. Mm-hmm. Sub 760 with monster power and BP. And then it translated into games all summer with uh, Five Star National.
0: Doesn't even seem human. And he's going to uh, Chipola, right? As of now, at junior college and, uh, you know, yep. unless something uh, happens next July as well, right? I mean, that's got to be sure. Certainly- Certainly on the table after that.
1: Of course, yeah. With all these guys, the JUCO route can obviously certainly be beneficial because if they don't get drafted out of high school, they can then go on for one year and then put up crazy numbers and get drafted the following year.
0: Worked okay for that Bryce Harper guy, right?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, So some of the guys that, you know, the first question I asked you was some of the older guys who stood out. and, 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 you know, it seems like the area code crew, um, you know, some guys, uh, I mean, Zach Konstaninovsky is always fun to watch pitch. Steve Echevarria, another one that, you know, guy we've had on, um, you know, A.J. Grossi, yeah. um in the Hank Aaron Invitational. Christian Bernardini is the first one that really, you know, to me, had a a step forward with his power. Sure. Um, you know, and and obviously the tools are there. But what did you see from him
1: that that made an impact? So every time I got to see him, he consistently found the barrel, whether it was a double in the gap, hitting one out, um, and it was a thing where he kind of always kind of flashed it, but then now he kind of put it together from a consistency standpoint. He's not a big, overly, like, strength guy, but he just finds the barrel, has a whip to it, plenty of strength in his hands, and it was just far more consistent from that standpoint this summer. Um, and it wasn't many games, but it was a short little view, and it was just loud barrels after loud bar- barrels. St. St. John's got to be very
0: happy with that. Uh, with that, I would. Oh think. yeah. <laughs> and Michael Chiravalo, another one that uh, you know was was under the radar and now now on the radar, and and certainly got his commitment in recently. Um, sure. Yeah, Mike Michael's another one that's a lot of fun
1: to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Really good, really good athlete. Um, him and Carson Applegamer are probably the best two hitters on that talented hunt team um, and one could say maybe Chiravalo had a better year, but that is what it is. Um, a kid that kind of like we said was under the radar um, looking for a commitment, had a really good WWBA event down there where he hit a couple homers, came back home, continued to succeed and then finally got the chance to uh, make his commitment to uh, Bucknell.
0: yep now. Some of the 24s, mostly 23s that, that came to mind, but you, you did throw a couple 24s in there. Jackson Appleman, um, who every time I see him, looks bigger and stronger. Nope. Um, we, you get to the point where we can't call him lanky anymore. No, um, no. <laughs> and and Landon Mack is another one You know, down in South Jersey um, sure. on that fine chain of uh, Rutgers
1: guys. Um, what do you see out of him? So Landon Mack is a kid who last summer we kind of saw him late and he was in that still the, the big two-way type player where he's going to like – we're going to say, hey, is he going to pitch? Is he going to play the field? And then all of a sudden he kind of took a step over the winter where he put on 15 pounds of muscle, started focusing a little bit more on pitching um, and kind of was thrust into a role at Bishop Eustace where a couple guys were injured. He thought he was going to come out of the bullpen. Then all of a sudden he was their key starter. Um, and he ended up throwing a bunch of innings consistently in the mid to upper eighties, topping out at 89 uh, breaking ball, got much better with the added velocity and strength. Um, and then took that next step. And now, I mean, made that commitment to Rutgers fairly early in the, in the spring season too. So,
0: yeah. Now some uncommitted guys um, Peyton bonds name certainly jumps out because there's a, right. you know, anytime that you your last name is bonds and there's a connection to uh, to Barry and and Bobby, there you know, but but as as a you know nephew, um, Peyton Bonds though you know somebody like that that kind of uh, crazy athletic talent,
1: you know is he one of the guys the first uncommitted that that jumps out at you? Sure, yes, just a, he's a freak athlete. He's always gonna show well in that workout standpoint with the power. Um, it's gonna be probably the loudest BP you're gonna see amongst the group. And then he's done a better job of translating it into game because that was kind of an issue where, all right, you see this kid in a showcase atmosphere. He runs really well. The BP, it's like an electric factory. And then all of a sudden, there's some swing and miss in the game. He's done a better job, kind of shortened up the swing and gotten to the point where now he's making consistent contact to go with that power. Um, so it's an intriguing set of tools that's going to probably be a late add, but it could eventually be something special.
0: Um, you see a lot of names just as a side kind of here on the, the uncommitted list that, you know, my feeling is pre COVID, you know, th- these guys would have found a home already. I mean, the sure. Jason schoolies of the world, you know, I remember seeing him when we did the, uh, the sandlot over COVID and, and, and both Nick and Anthony were playing and, and, you know, he was a, can't do the math that fast, but, you know, just starting high school ball was looked impressive, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Guys like that, are they, I don't want to say COVID casualties because they're kind of back on what used to be the recruiting cycle, but is is that the big reason why they're sort of finding things slow at this point?
1: Yeah, I think the 2023 class was affected the most um, with regards to COVID, and now you're starting to see some trickle-down effects. But uh, like Schooley, a kid who's big, strong, physical, really good catch-and-throw skill set. He's the type of kid, though, you need to see a couple times probably where – it will grow on you. And then you're like, Oh man, this kid is really good. And so I think that's the thing. There's been some scrambling as far as the college coaches, because one, they need to do their due diligence on the kids they've already committed uh, because they haven't been able to see them as often because of COVID. And then they have to try to finish off that 23 class. If they didn't have a kid, maybe that wasn't good enough. They had to make a change type thing. Um, so I think that 2023 class with COVID's kind of been affected the most, but schooly Kids like that. Once you kind of see him a couple times, you're gonna be like, all right, he can help me on both sides of the baseball, um, and should be a good late addition to uh, any recruiting class for sure. And I guess you also have
0: the the portal effect for so many of the the top programs, yep. you know, recognizing or believing that they need to uh, be older to commit, commit, com- you know, compete in the short term, um, you know, where they'd rather have the guy, you know, even. Uh, two, three years of, of strong d 3 experience, something like that. And
1: that's got to have a trickle-down effect, too, I would think. Sure, yeah. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, the college coaches have to win baseball games to keep their job. So <laughs> depending on where they are kind of in their program, um, if they're, they think they're a couple players away, a big arm or two, it's much easier to go the portal route than kind of have to develop or wait for a kid to get his man strength. So that's kind of what they have to do currently. Um, But now you're starting to see 24s, 25s, where now they're starting to build that depth back in the recruiting classes to where now they're going to create longstanding success as a program. Um, Rutgers is doing a really good job of that in-state now. Um, So that's what's kind of happening where the portal becomes not a quick fix, but it depends on where the program is moving forward in the short term. Interesting that you mentioned
0: Rutgers. They really, Coach Owens and and staff, Coach Monahan, Ruto seem to be doing a fantastic job, even if they're not getting prospects one, two, three, four in each class to stay. Just the depth and, and, you know, kind of identifying what they want and really getting guys that are, you know, top
1: 20, you know, filling out their class with guys who are really strong players. Sure, yeah. They've done an outstanding job in all the recruiting classes, starting with the 22, wow. 23, 24, and now even some 25s with Julius Frizzato, uh, with Tyler Wiltsey yesterday. Um, but two, they're getting to the point where they've identified kids that are going to help their program in state and kind of going after them. And listen, just because they're not one or two doesn't mean they're going to not project into that type of thing. They're getting some dudes on campus. I mean, Max Martin's going to end up, is obviously ending up on campus. So um, that's a special get with there. Donovan Zach, if he figures out once the health issues kind of come, he could be a special addition with regards to that. Um, and then portal guys, they've done a good job in the portal, too, at getting guys to come back home like John Madugno, um, and then Drew Conover. Seton Hall transfer is going to be lights out for them at the back Great. end of the bullpen. Um, yep.
0: Anybody Absolutely. else on that that uncommitted list really jump out
1: at you? Um, I mean, Schooley's a kid that I talk about a lot. I like Damon Sirianni um, from Gloucester Catholic. He's another type of kid that you got to kind of take a couple looks at. Good catch and throws, uh, skill set, accurate on the bag every time. Hits a little bit better than everybody thinks. Um, backside doubles all the time. He's really consistent with regards to a good kid. He's another kid that kind of jumps out with regards to uh, of that. So two backstops, obviously an important position. I think they can help uh, programs for sure. I'm looking
0: at the 24s, and, and it seems like, uh, you know, guys are getting ready and making their commitments every day. Um, Tate yep. being the most recent, I believe, or Chris Lavonis. Sure. Um, you know, Tate going to, to the U. Um, Chris really, really again, another one of those pitchers who's starting to put it all together and you know catch up to the absolute explosiveness in his arm. Um Absolutely. I look at I look at this, I see a, a Harrison, Lolan, um, yep. you know, somebody who is just so good and and you know he, There's so much potential there. Rodney Pena was out at uh, uh, the underclass uh, uh, area code games. Um, Anybody else that uh, on that 24
1: list really stand out with uh, how they did this summer? I mean, Rodney Pena was really good all summer with regards to it. He's kind of a kid who was a two-way guy who's now kind of garnering some more attention on the mound, uh, up to 91-92 with a hammer breaking ball. And he's going to be a kid that as he kind of gets out there more, Um, Often, just because he's been battling some things with regards to injuries or just making sure he's healthy, he's going to be that type of kid. Harrison Lowland, I think with him, you look at like Crystal Bonus, he's long, lean, stuff like that. The prototypical pitchers look for projection, but Harrison gets it done every time he's out there. Um, So he's going to be a good get for those uh, guys still looking for a midweek guy to start, eventually get into the, the weekend rotation and so forth, too. But he's kind of a kid who we're looking at where it's like, hey, he's, he's always performing. So
0: when is he going to make his choice? Coleman Condon's another one that, that to me is yep. really
1: interesting on the, on the two-way side of things. Um, so yeah. Yep. yeah, good bloodlines. His dad runs the program um, that he's been playing for in a training facility. He's the type of kid. He doesn't per se pass the eye test when you're walking onto the field, but then all of a sudden it's a double and a homer. And then he jumps on the mound to close out a game, and he's 87-89 with a good breaking ball. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And then um, so he was outstanding in a a couple different events up here in Staten Island and stuff with Perfect Game. Um, So he's a type of kid who can help on both sides of the baseball. He's an interesting kind of guy as we move forward here out of the quiet period. He had a couple good uh, late starts on the mound. So once quiet period's over, somebody could jump on him pretty easily. And how about a Jack Sweeney? Um, you know,
0: seeing him uh, just uh, the bat, the ball jumps off his bat every time. Had a really
1: good season, obviously for downtown high school as well. With regards to that, so it's a type of kid who I think now he's probably ready to make a commitment and probably going between which where what the best fit is where he can potentially play. Um, but it's athleticism, strength, projection for more. It's pretty exciting too.
0: Twenty-five is an interesting group, and I mean you've already you've got your early commitments. Um, Brett Gable, just going to uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, Marcelo Harsha, I know you want to talk about because you're oh, yeah. exceptionally high on him. Uh, Wake Forest. Um, Tyler Wilsey, just, you know, it seems like three seconds ago, uh, get, joining the uh, the Rutgers class. I'm going to start you with a quarterback down at a somewhat baseball school, but probably a bigger football school, and uh, someone who who really jumped out um, as a two-way, and that's Logan Dawson at, uh, at Eastern High.
1: Yep, he fits, the, uh, he fits the bill. Long, lean, athletic kid. Like you said, he's a quarterback, potential two-way guy. I actually saw him in a really good moment down in Georgia on the mound where he had some mental toughness in a t- tight spot against a really talented team. Um, he obviously showed the arm strength and so forth. It's a smooth left-handed stroke, athleticism in the infield. Um, may outgrow shortstop depending on how big he is. where you can kind of stay there for now see how how it kind of ends up and then uh, go from there but it, it's a complete package of athleticism and projection that's going to be pretty loud um, one when all is said and done now we'll let you talk
0: about the uh, the next big arm from Seton Hall uh, Marcelo <laughs> obviously a great um, fall yeah I mean fall great summer um, early commit to wake forest and to, to commit to coach Mascari, you gotta be mentally tough. Oh
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Corey, Corey's who is one of those guys, he's going to make sure you're ready to tow the rubber when you get there. Um, so Marcelo was a kid that I had seen a couple of times and it was intriguing, long levered kid, some arm speed. And then all of a sudden he comes out and it's like 86, 88, touching 90 grabbed a 91 with a pretty good breaking ball. And, and he absolutely dominates for four and two thirds innings. It's like, wow. What is this? And then talking to Wadaka, who he throws with um, and so forth, he's put on some good weight. Um, Obviously strength plays with regards to everything that we do in baseball. So he's starting to gain some, some physical strength there. And then all of a sudden now it's lightning quick arm speed with a hammer, breaking ball, feel for a change up. um, And looking like he's going to follow in that long lines of big arms that come out of Seton Hall, whether it was Porcello, Martinez, Sprock, Serwinski,
0: all of them. <laughs> They've had a few. They've had a few. Chase is one I know you uh think very highly of is and and now becoming more and more of a, a two-way guy. Um, yep. you know, obviously he made his first kind of bones as a as a pitcher, really. Um, but but you know, you got a kid who can run sub six, seven already, um, putting bat on the ball pretty well and 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 got
1: a lot of skill on on you know in the outfield too. Sure. Yeah, dynamic athlete. Like you said, it was kind of hey, you had really, really good arm strength, was was kind of showing well on the mound. And then maybe the two-way stuff kind of took a backseat for a moment, but then all of a sudden you see him run the 60. It's six, six eight, six, seven. Plays the outfield with athleticism. Obviously, the arm strength plays. And then he hit right in front or right below Max Martin. So he saw a lot of pretty good pitches as a freshman was able to produce a pretty good clip. Um, I remember sure, like a low lining line drive into left center field gap didn't even beat the outfielder. didn't get to the wall and he scored from first standing up. And I was like, whoa, this is like different level speed. Um, yeah. So it's, it's crazy athleticism. He's going to continue to get bigger. He comes from a good family of, of athletes. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Obviously, he's got lightning quick arm speed, but We'll see where he kind of ends up at the end of end of it. So
0: seems like there's a lot of you know 2025s that to me that that seem to already make a big impact at high school. You know, Julius Rosado being the one that immediately jumps out because not a lot of ninth graders go first team all state legitimately. Um, yep. That kid is advanced at the plate for sure.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's crazy bat to ball skills with pretty much otherworldly strength for 2025. Um, His batted ball data is crazy from just getting a couple snippets of it from the guys that he trains with. And it's only going to get better is the crazy part. Um, Mm -hmm. As he kind of matures, advances his approach um, and starts to get better pitch recognition, but to do what he did as a 2025 freshman for a pretty good South river team, obviously um, that kind of was, Better than maybe most expected, I guess. Um, but he did a, a fantastic job, and it's going to be crazy to watch the next couple of years to – I mean, he potentially could go after the home the single-season home run record type
0: stuff like that. We haven't even hit, like, the, the Evan Taylors and Joe Vacarellas, Tyler Wiltsy just committed to Rutgers. Cole McKenna. yeah, uh, Jaden Rosado, who is, is not – maybe not where Joyce is, but is still pretty darn good. Any of those oh, yeah. guys, Summers, you know, Matt Diskin, another one. Um, any of their
1: summers jump out. Matthew Diskin, every time I see him, he keeps throwing harder. Um, so now he's up to eighty-nine. I think he's grabbed a couple nineties. It's high-spin fastball with a real high-spin breaking ball that's gonna miss bats for a long time, um, and he's only touch touching or scratching the surface because. He doesn't have his man strength yet. So once he kind of gets 20, 25 pounds on him, I mean, the sky's the limit. It might be a mid-90s arm. It's clean. It's repeatable. Um, So that's definitely exciting. Evan Taylor's another kid who's been throwing pretty hard for a while. Really good athlete. Moves down the the slope athletically. Um, So more velo coming for him as well, kind of as he matures physically with regards to that. Um, Same thing with Rosado. I mean, Rosado, the other Rosado, we'll say. Um, He's an advanced... Skill set guy where he does everything correct. Um, obviously, playing for the Diamond Jacks does that for you. Um, so they teach fundamentally sound baseball, he's always in the right place. And then once he starts to kind of get physically stronger, you're going to start to see him expand his overall skill set for sure.
0: Yep, now area code underclass games two guys who did really well there, Sean Griggs and uh, and Luke Dickerson. Um, yep they moved up and, and opened some eyes. It looks like on a, you know, beyond
1: the state level, what do you see from them? Yeah. Griggs is another kid who just consistently hit every time I see him, he hits um, the athleticism is fine with regards to that. He's going to continue to obviously work on speed, strength, and so forth too. Uh, the bat's the carrying tool. And it seems like it doesn't matter. Pitch speed, pitch type, pitch location. He always finds the barrel. He's got an advanced approach, goes gap to gap with everything and then he can turn and burn on it and, drive it out of the park if necessary. Um, Dickerson, he's the type of guy that UVA loves, um, real athletic with regards to it, really showed well at the area code games, good barrel skills, advanced approach type thing. What you're starting to see, I think, everybody's like, oh, you're talking about 2025s or whatever. The advancement in the way baseball's played and the kids and how they train is why this is happening. It's not because they're better athletes let's say they do more more often they train specifically for baseball movements and they're playing a lot of baseball so they're advanced it's simple as that it's just where they've become better players because they play more often they train specifically for baseball they train movement patterns and they're and they're getting in the weight room more frequently
0: Leave us with this, um, because I won't do 26s yet, because i got to do something in high school first, no matter how good they are, and they're crazy how good they are. Um, But one guy in the 23, 24, 25 classes that maybe isn't the big star or the top-notch guy, but a guy who really improved their status
1: over the summer. I mean, the largest one, I'll say, is a kid we already talked about, Landon Mack, jumped up boards all over the place because of just the physical growth that he had. Mm -hmm. Um, It's three pitches for strikes. He competes his butt off. He took on a role that he wasn't expecting and then carried it into the summer uh, where, where he's got like 35 or 37 innings pitched in PG events with 58 strikeouts and only five walks. I mean, it's not Zach Kachansanowski type stuff, but it's pretty
0: good. (laughs) Zach cannot be the the standard for everybody because then everybody everybody would be
1: awful. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Yeah. So he's a guy that kind of jumped out just from the consistency. Once he was able to put on that good weight and get that velocity up and especially where, where he took on a role that he wasn't expecting. So that's a mindset where oh, no, I'm going to be a reliever and play the play a position where now he kind of got pushed into a role where he's going to have to throw every week in big games for a good use team. his team um, and then continued it over the summer um, and continued to succeed. So that was kind of my uh, standout guy. I mean, obviously, listen, Alfonso Rosario, Steven Echeverria was up in 94 with a banger breaking ball at WWBA and then carried it on to other events um, with regards to it. So those guys are the names that we kind of knew already that continued to expand upon it. But Landon was a kid. who was like 80, 81 miles an hour. Now he's 87, 89 with a banger breaking ball and a change up. Um, so that's a kid who took it from that position, worked hard and now became what he became. Anyone in the tw- in 24, 25 that made a similar kind of jump? Um, I mean, Tate right Tate T- is going to be a kid where his best days are still coming because he's, so slenderly framed and I think 25 pounds of muscle. I mean, this might be 95 with 20 pounds of muscle on him. Um, He was kind of limited this summer um with regards to an you know, oblique injury and his last Gloucester Catholic start. Uh, but he's a kid who I think next summer might be the guy who we're talking about pretty frequently with regards to uh, some, some of the bigger events or shining in the bigger events. Tate puts on 25 pounds of muscle. I'm going to study to be his agent. <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> and the uh 25s anybody again it's early um, yeah it marcello
1: marcello harsh i mean he was 82 83 and all of a sudden now he's 87 89 with crazy projection uh can spin the breaking ball he was the guy that stood out the most to me just from the per- one singular performance um uh, it was completely dominant and i think when she gets into that pitching lab down in Wake Forest, it's limitless oh. potential. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be scary to watch. John, we appreciate it as always. Um,
0: enjoy the uh, the weekend up in Long Island. We we'll look forward to uh, to reading your stuff. Um, staying on top of everybody. You're certainly a must follow for everybody on uh, all social media. Um, John McAdams, our guest today.
1: Again, thank you and uh, look forward to catching you out the field. Yep, thank you very much for having me. And guys, if you're listening to this, make sure we go to uh, Mike's donation page to keep the page alive and going, um, because he provides good insight across the board for New Jersey baseball. Now
0: nah, I just ask questions,
1: but <laughs> you
0: guys, but you guys give the insight. See, now I got to pay you to uh to make that. No, I'm only kidding. Thank nah, you, John. You always it. appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you probably at uh, some scout days or something in the in the fall. Yep, you got it. Take care, Mike.